Welcome to Curse or Coincidence, where each week we dive into famous curses from sports, movies, and history to separate fact from fiction, mystery from history, and ask, is it a curse? Or is it just a coincidence? I'm Nathan, and with me, as always, is the beautiful believer, Amy. How are you today? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Are we just going to talk like this for the rest of the episode? Potentially. Let's not do that. Because you told me I had to project, and I'm like, I don't really know what that means. Maybe I'm just projecting. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You might be projecting your... <laughs> like projection, a projection. Like a projection onto me. <laughs> um, how's your week been? Good. I'm currently sitting in a roof cavity. Um, which... <laughs> just to peel, peel the, the curtain back a little bit. <laughs> which has recently been cleaned. So that makes me happy. We are on a mission to improve the quality of our, our lives. And the sound of um, the, our, our podcast for yes. all of our wonderful listeners. So uh, bear with us while we learn about podcasting because neither of us have ever done this before. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> um, so I'll introduce uh, the topic for today's curse in a minute. But I thought we sh- could maybe start with an update from our previous Ooh, curse. Throwback. A throwback, yes. A callback. And this is a curse that we, we... This is one that we actually did call a curse. A curse callback. And it's a curse callback. Uh, and it's one that uh, when I was talking to you about it, I mentioned that it seemed like the curse had been broken. Yes. So okay. You, you'll remember the Drake curse oh. we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Who could forget? Drake is cursed. We Drake decided that Drake is cursed. Confirmed. But we also said that uh, the Toronto Raptors had allegedly broken the streak by or broken the curse by winning the NBA championship. Yep. So that was a couple of years ago now. Uh, but just last week, <laughs> um, Drake listened to our podcast. Yeah, Drake listened to our podcast, and, and he just, said, "Well, he decided to place a, a bet of two million dollars oh. on a mixed martial artist who was the middleweight champion. <laughs> His name is uh, Israel Adesanya, uh, and he's he's been undefeated since he won the belt. And uh, he was looking like he was going to win, and he got knocked out in the last round. Um, oh so God. maybe the curse is back." Oh, did the curse ever really leave? Well, I mean, we thought it did, but apparently uh, apparently, it's alive and well, so... I'm sure that Serena Williams has a lot to say about this. I'll bet she does. As do the Alabama Slammers. <laughs> as do the Golden State Warriors. As do... Who else? Oh, God. I can't even remember now. Some Canadian team. Some freaking Alabama team. Some... Like, it... When will it end, Drake? When will the madness his, end? His reign of terror Your continues. Your reign of terror continues and we're not okay. Can I just say that if we don't uh, eventually sell Alabama Slammer shirts, <laughs> it'll be a fucking crime. I already made one. Great. Uh, so look, let's talk about uh, today's episode. So uh, today we're looking at uh, the world of entertainment and specifically Ooh. movies. Oh, love that. Yeah. So our last episode was a bit of a, I was all excited because he started talking about Titanic and I was like, oh, I love movies. And then you <laughs> pivoted. It was a it was a Trojan horse to talk about a, a big cursed diamond. Yes. Uh, but today we are actually going to talk about a movie. Okay. Um, and... It is a movie that has brought joy and happiness to probably millions of children uh, since it was released in 1939. Ooh. Uh, and at the same time, it's uh, brought untold sadness and misery <laughs> for many of the cast and the crew involved in its production. I'm sorry. They say one man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh, one man's joy is another man's curse. Yeah, so this is... Um, 
It was called by Time Magazine the most popular single film property in the history of United States television. Okay. And according to the US Library of Congress, it is the most seen film in movie history. Right. I have literally no idea what this is. Really? None. So, even though it has this great history and this great success, it doesn't conceal the damaging and dangerous incidents that occurred on the set whilst filming and some of the dark and tragic events that have happened to the the cast during production, but also in the years preceding the production as well. Did any of these people own the Hope Diamond at any point? I don't believe so. Did any of them put it on their dogs and just let them run around the film set? It's funny that you mentioned dogs because this movie has one of the most famous movie dogs of all time. Oh, oh, oh. Today. Go on. I know. Go on. What are we talking about? I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. That's right. We're not in Kansas anymore. Today, we are going to talk about The Curse of the Wizard of Oz. Wow. Okay. I literally had no idea that there was a curse associated with The Wizard of Oz. It is known as one of the most cursed movie productions of all time. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this until I started researching. Uh, okay. But it is, uh, it, it's harrowing, some of the stuff that happened yeah. on the set. Well, I think if anyone's familiar with any part of Judy Garland's life story. And we will talk about Judy yeah. Garland. She features prominently in yeah. today's episode. Uh, and I, sh- I should mention that a um, bit of a content warning for, for this episode. We're going to be talking about... Some pretty, uh, some pretty horrible stuff. We'll be talking about um, sexual assault. We'll be talking about um, some like drug suicide, all that sort of stuff. So, yep. uh, content warning if that sort of stuff is not your bag. We'll see you next week. Yep. When we're short to speak about something way more upbeat. Sure, I'm sure we can find something fun. Because the world of curses is notoriously upbeat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, R.I.P. Post... Uh, what was his name? Postman Jimmy's dog. Oh, Postman Jimmy's dog. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That, there's two dogs in yeah, that Hope Diamond story. I feel... I, like I said um, last week, the one I feel the worst for is his dog got strangled. And he didn't even get to wear the Hope Diamond, like, as far as we like, know. <laughs> not like Bad and Bougie's dog. Bad and Bougie's dog. So, um, The Wizard of Oz, it's an adaptation of L. Frank Baum's 1900 children's fantasy novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yes. Have you read it? Yes. You have read it. I read it, it when I was a kid. Wildly di- well, Very different. Well, different in some pretty significant ways yeah. to the, the actual movie itself. Um, the classic story follows an imaginative teenage farm girl called Dorothy mm-hmm. who dreams of the fantasy land of Oz. Uh, during her time, she befriends a scarecrow, a tin man, and a cowardly lion, all of whom need something from the great wizard. Like Dorothy needing to go home, the tin man needing a heart, scarecrow needing... Brain. Yep. And brain. And uh, the lion needed? A fucking stiff drink. It was courage. <laughs> yeah, right. So kind of. Liquid courage. <laughs> um, so the only thing standing in their way is the evil Wicked Witch of the West. The, f- the film stars Judy Garland, who we talked about, Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Burt Lahr, Jack Harley, Billy Burke, and Margaret Hamilton. Some of these names are going to come up again because... Uh, as I mentioned, um, a set that was plagued with tragic events and, and horrible things that happened. And, and some of this stuff has, over the years, kind of become urban legend. And some mm. of it is very well documented that it actually happened. Yeah, right. So we'll start with Frank Morgan, who played the wizard. The wizard. Yeah. So the, the movie. The, yes, the man yeah. behind the curtain. Yes. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. Who was just a fraud. Who was just a fraud. Like That's all right. men. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, so, 
a few months before the film's release, uh, Frank was in a serious car accident okay. where his driver was killed oh. and his wife was seriously injured as well. So that was a few months uh, after the film released in theatres. Okay. Something I didn't know, uh, and a little bit of an aside... But when the Wizard of Oz first came out, it was a it was a box office bomb. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it it brought in like a million dollars, which at the time was great. But I think it cost like around like three million dollars to make. It wasn't until it was re released about ten years later on network television that it became this Not like a cult juggernaut. Following. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, so obviously Frank Morgan played the the wizard. Um, mm. Have you heard the name Frank Morgan? In any, for anything else? Frank. It's okay if you haven't. Be- no. Because after he played The Wizard of Oz, his, his career really languished. He didn't really do anything. Bit roles here and there, all of that sort of stuff. However, eight years later, he was cast as Buffalo Bill in a movie production of Annie Get Your Gun. Okay. Yep. Uh, the day before filming was set to begin, the actor died in his sleep from a heart attack. Okay. Unlucky. Um, I mean... Yeah. Heart attacks are probably one of the top killers. Uh, second only to car accidents. Yeah. So, you know. If one didn't kill him, then the other one was sure. Going yeah, to. exactly. More of averages. Exactly. If I'm putting my skepticism hat on <laughs> this early in the piece. Um, now, one name that um, I didn't mention when I was running down the cast is a guy called uh, Buddy Epson. Who, Buddy. Buddy. He was originally cast in the role of the Tin Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he couldn't complete... The production, and the reason is because he was essentially poisoned by the makeup that they put him in. Oh, I think I've heard this because they're basically just putting straight lead on his face. It right? was pure aluminium dust. Aluminium dust. Yeah, pure <laughs> aluminium dust. Just gonna grind up this metal and put it on your face. Yeah, that's right. And and the should be fine. Not only on his face, but on his hands, on his yeah. whole body, basically. Um, and nine days after filming started, he was hospitalized. Due to inhalation of aluminium. Yeah. So it was getting in, it was actually, it, was, it wasn't it seeping into his skin, it was him breathing it yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, not, not ideal. No, he was placed in an oxygen tent. Oh my God. And I've also read that he ended up in an iron lung as well. <laughs> There's only one way to get you out of this heavy metal situation. So while you he was straight in the th- iron th- lung. That's right, yeah. So w- while he was in the hospital um, and essentially either in an oxygen tent or in an iron lung, the uh, the director or the producers came back to him and told him he had to get back to work. Oh, yeah. Just and, shake it off. Yeah. Uh, and what ended up happening was that um, because he wasn't getting better fast enough, the filmmakers fired him uh, and they hired uh, Jack Haley, who ended up playing the Tin Man. And shortly thereafter, died from aluminium dust inhalation. Well, the the makeup artist had realised at this point, well, maybe we shouldn't just put pure pure aluminium dust onto someone's skin. That obviously is what's led to this person being in an iron lung. So let's just mix it into the makeup instead. Ah, just dilute it a little. Yeah, so they they mixed it um, uh, into a paste and then they painted it on him rather than just applying the aluminium dust directly to his skin. That feels like it would go further as well. More efficient. It did, and it it definitely didn't didn't kill him or or stop him from uh, from making the, the film. But uh, it did. His skin fell off. Well, he developed an infection in his right eye that required medical attention. Uh, but it was treatable. Um, Buddy Ebsen never really fully recovered. Um, he suffered from regular bouts of bronchitis for the rest of his life due to permanent scarring on his Far lungs. Out. Yeah. Side note: mm. iron lung, 
great name for a band. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would absolutely watch a documentary about a band called Iron Lung. Almost like Spinal Tap. Yeah, Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That sounds great. Uh, so the next victim of the, the this cursed production um, was the Wicked Witch of the West herself, Margaret Hamilton. Uh, she also spent time in the hospital. She suffered second-degree burns on her face and third-degree burns on her hands as well. From... So, in the scene where the witch disappears from Munchkin Land in a burst of flames... Yeah, yeah. And the most probably the most famous line that she says in the whole movie, which is... I'll get you, my pretty... And your little dog, too. And your little dog, too. That's right. So, uh, there was it was quite a complicated scene because they wanted to shoot it all in one take. So, as she says that, a plume of orange smoke appears. She walks over to the, the smoke... And then she disappears into a burst of flame. So what happened was that there was a trapdoor that was supposed to release mm. right before the fire went off. The trapdoor didn't release in time and she caught the fire in the face. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, the flames that were meant to appear during her disappearance, she copped right in the face while she was still... Descending down through the trapdoor. And then one of the munchkins had to set their how many days it's been since our last accident. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> uh, actually, the munchkins do make an appearance in, uh, in tonight's oh. episode as well. Uh, so the makeup artists had to rush to remove the copper makeup. <laughs> Hang on. Yes. We're yes. not trusting the makeup artists with anything at this point. And we probably shouldn't because uh, the reason that the makeup artists had to rush to, uh, to, to Margaret's side is because they had to remove the copper makeup. Uh, so the makeup she was wearing was copper-based, so it wouldn't seep through her wounds and become toxic. Okay. They had to do this before she was able to receive any form of medical attention. Cool. So she was sitting there with with burned flesh on her face while people were wiping off copper-based makeup with alcohol rub. That sounds like the worst pain imaginable. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse. I I can. Makeup artists who keep grinding up heavy metals to put all <laughs> yeah. over people. Ending up in an iron lung probably doesn't Just sound great. Just go to Mecca. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she did recover. And when she returned to work, she she only returned to work under the proviso that she would never have to work with fire again. Mm. Isn't that... Oh, no, the, the, I was going to call him the straw man. The straw man. <laughs> the, the straw man argument. The straw man. The scarecrow is also afraid of fire in that movie. He is, and, and there's a scene where, where he catches on fire, but I, I don't think he received any injuries as yeah, a result already... of that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so when literally the day she got back from, from the hospital uh, and back onto the set, they wanted her to film the scene where... You know the scene where the Wicked Witch of the West is riding Surrender Dorothy in the sky? Yeah. Yep. So they wanted her to jump onto a broomstick... In inverted quote, inverted commas, um, which was basically just a painted smoking pipe with an engine on the back of it that Mad. shot out fire. She said, wait, did the makeup artist make it? No, <laughs> <laughs> but she said, I am not doing it. I'm not working with fire anymore. She did have a stunt double uh, that, that was on the set. The stunt double's name was Betty Danko. Mm -hmm. uh, and... So Betty decided to she was like she'd be okay to She's do, up to for do it. the stunt. She's up for the stunt. She's a stunt girl. Yeah. This smoke this giant smoking pipe oh. exploded. Of course it did. Uh, and Betty spent eleven days in the hospital and the burns on her legs never healed. Holy. So so far we've got the wizard. Yeah. We've got the Tin Man. Yeah. 
And the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. I've all suffered horrible trauma or, uh, in some cases, death. And 66.6 repeater of those have been due to makeup. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> read into that whatever you want. Um, next, we're going to talk about the actors who played the flying monkeys. They were actors. Yeah, they were. Well, they weren't they real were, monkeys. They weren't puppets. No, there there was no there were no puppets in 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 this production. Maybe was, there should have been. There more may, maybe there should have been. So the actors who played the flying monkeys were all badly injured as well during the haunted forest scene. So the fly, my pretties, fly. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the piano wires that they were using to make the monkeys fly um, broke as the actors swooped down into the forest to attack Dorothy and her friends. Uh, and um, they fell to the floor. No one died, but they uh, they were all quite badly injured as well. Yeah. So the flying monkeys are also are also cursed. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about the Munchkins because okay. this is I, I don't know if you would call this a curse, but it it gives an idea of of just how cursed this production was in, yeah. in, in general. Just the bad energy. Yeah, yeah. So the off-screen debauchery of the Munchkins during production has become Hollywood folklore. Yeah, I think I've actually heard like that these guys were just off their tits. In, like... in my research, I found that there's actually another movie called, I think it's called Under the Rainbow or Beneath the Rainbow, <laughs> which is all about the chaos that the, the Munchkins caused. Right. Um, because they kept them all in, in a single hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna make the obvious joke there. I, I don't, you don't. <laughs> um, but between takes, they drank, they brawled, and it is suggested that they supplemented their earnings by pimping themselves out to the crew. Oh my god! Now, like for sex? Yes, reasons? yes, or yeah. for like they put them in a ring and made them fight each other. No, 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 for for sex reasons, <laughs> okay. literally pimped themselves out. Right, and um, I. I can understand why they might need to supplement their earnings because Toto the dog was actually earning more per day than the Munchkins were. That's rough. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, in one interview, Judy Garland said, They were drunks, they got smashed every night, and the police used to scoop them up in butterfly nets. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> now, I've, I've seen this the footage of this particular interview, and when we get into the... Judy. Maybe, or, and maybe the reasons why it ain't so cursed. The Judy of it all. Yeah. Um, the, Judy was quite heavily inebriated during this interview. Let's just yes, leave it at that. And, and sort of preview for what's what's coming when yeah. we start to talk about, about Judy Garland. Um, Bert La, who played the lion, uh, we're talking about the munchkins again, said assistants were ordered to watch the midgets. They brandished oh, knives and conceived passions for normal-sized cast members. Okay, can we just put a big, big, huge disclaimer over the fact that these are not our words? No, We would not absolutely use words not, or no. terms that are so derogatory? No, absolutely not. And the, the interviews, uh, I've seen some interviews with some of the, the the cast that played the Munchkins as well, and they are just, they, they hate talking about it. They're like, it's yeah. disgusting, it's all lies, it's not true, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, well, for a coward, that line sure has some fighting words. Yeah, it has, has some guts. Uh, so, one thing that uh, is is quite dark, and although it's been... Oh. Re- oh, we're finally getting to the dark part, are we? Particularly dark. Uh, although it has been refuted by uh, a lot of people who worked on the film, 
there is one urban legend that repeatedly surfaces, and that is that an actor who played a munchkin can be seen hanging themselves during a scene in the movie, oh the woodsman scene, where Dorothy, the scarecrow, and the tin man skip down the yellow br- brick road uh, bound for the Emerald City. That's a terrifying juxtaposition. Yeah. I've watched it. I'm not so sure. I've, I have heard that with some of these old movies... They were obviously designed and filmed, you know, a long time ago. Mm. And now they're being shown on, on widescreen and you can see all kinds of stuff in the periphery of the camera that you oh. couldn't see before. So you might see crew or whatever. Right. So I wonder if maybe it's just... Well, this this was original. So the, the, the conspiracy theory of the urban legend is that in the original print, you can see a, a munchkin hanging themselves. Right. In the re-release and subsequent re-releases, it doesn't look like that. Now, does it not look like that? Because but what does it look like? We'll get to that in a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Because there are some there there are some um, people who sort of said, "Oh, what it, what it is or what it could be." People who worked on the movie, and we'll get to those when we get to the the not so cursed bit. Yeah. You know how when Dorothy starts at the very beginning of the follow the yellow brick road, mm. you know how there's like a swirl. Yes. Where it starts mm. out. I don't know if this speaks to what kind of child I was and what kind of adult I subsequently became, but every time I watched that, I just hoped for an alternate version where she followed one of the other paths. Because I was like, I cannot sleep at night knowing that there is a grey path and a red path that I don't know what's happening. You at don't the end know where they go. And no one's ever told me. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of sleep over that. <laughs> um,. Probably the most tragic victim of the this you know curse and this curse production was Judy Garland yeah. herself. Uh, though her suffering was concealed from the cameras, Judy was known to have had an especially miserable time while yes. filming. Uh, she was how old at this point? So she was originally plucked from a Dust Bowl sideshow uh, by MGM Studios at the age of thirteen. Yeah, her mum, OG. Dance mum. Yeah, yeah. OG dance mum. And um, her um, her reliance on amphetamines and tranquilizers and things like that actually can be traced back to her mum uh, putting her in like dance shows and, and, and photo shoots. And, yeah, yeah. And using uh, amphetamines to keep her up sometimes for up to 72 hours at a time. And was that like an earning thing for the family or yeah. was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it so was. She, they needed money. Yeah. And side note and a bit of homework, if you're interested, more mm. source material, the movie Judy is very good. It's, it's a called, great movie. It's very yeah. good. Very haunting, but yeah. probably gives a bit of context around her life in general. Probably Renee Zellweger's best performance mm. like she was brilliant in that yeah. she was really really good yeah. it was a very like sad movie but very poignant it was yeah absolutely that we watched from the back seat of an empty theater because i refused to move to another seat because i was afraid that i'd get in trouble not just another seat <laughs> a nice comfy couch i know but what if someone had paid for it and they came in halfway through no way Sorry, that's and our, your little dog. That's too. our little dog too. Oh my god. Um, so where were we? We're talking about where where Judy came from. So yeah, she was she was 
picked up from basically her mum sold Judy to MGM Studios. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and she was during the production. So the production started when she was 16. Uh, but because Dorothy in the books is a little girl, mm-hmm. they wanted to retain as many of her little girl features as possible. So they strapped her boobs down. Yeah. Um, and they also uh, only allowed her one square meal a day and they fed her a constant stream of barbiturates so she could not only keep pace with the grueling schedule but also so that she could maintain like like a a, a, a very an incredibly slim fi- uh, figure um this was obviously at a devastating cost to her health uh she weighed seven stone when she was filming the the wizard of oz can you un fuck that into normal i can unimperial that and i can metric that up for you sure that is 45 kilos oh my god how tall was she i don't know i mean it doesn't really matter 45 kilos is too small for any teenage girl yeah exactly where is the wicked witch of the west when you need her because someone needs to take that dog out doesn't that happen at the start like doesn't someone try to steal (laughs) toto Put yeah. someone needs to put our dog in a basket and throw <laughs> it into a hurricane. Hey, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, she was also encouraged to smoke up to 80 cigarettes a day to suppress her appetite. Classic. So she was literally eating cigarettes. She was smoking cigarettes. <laughs> she was eating chicken soup, like brothy chicken soup, and um, Bobby Choice, and that's all she was. That's all she was doing. Horrible. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Child abuse. Disgusting. It is. And on top of this, she was repeatedly verbally abused. Yeah. Uh, she was slapped in the face at one point. Uh, by during the, br- the studio head? By Yes, by the studio head. What yeah. was his name again? Um, I, Mayor? Yes, that is it. Yeah, I didn't write it down here, but yes, that is his name. He treated her like absolute garbage. He called her his little hunchback. Oh, my God. And that was supposed to be a term of endearment. Um, during the scene... Do you remember the scene where the the group first meet the lion? Yes. And Dorothy slaps him in the face yes. and he starts crying. He's like, what did you do that for? Yeah. <clears throat> she just couldn't get through that scene without hacking up laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got to the point where uh, the executive producer, or the, sorry, the, 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 the head of MGM Studios, took her behind one of the trees and slapped her in the face. Oh, Gave her like that 50-style backhand across the face. That's awful. Yeah. So verbally abused, physically abused, and possibly even sexually assaulted. Uh, with Garland stating that the munchkins would constantly put their hands under her dress mm. and like touch her and stuff. She was a child. She was 16 and some of these munchkins were in their 40s. It's disgusting. That's assault, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in her later life, Judy complained that the studio had stolen her youth and fundamentally damaged her as a human being. Uh, yeah, in like more ways than one. Mm. They were literally feeding her a, a diet of steady drugs, yep. which at a young age, which would have absolutely altered her brain chemistry. 100%. They were, she was suffering abuse. She was mm-hmm. starved. Like, torch, that's how you torture people. Yeah. She was being tortured. She was absolutely being tortured. Interestingly enough, she is on record as saying that they were some of the happiest moments of her life. That is the grimmest thing I've ever I heard. I think so, life. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually made me very sad. Yeah. As the years progressed, Garland descended further into drug 
medicated unhappiness and she died at age 47 from a barbiturate overdose in 1969 and this was after several like suicide attempts i wonder where she got the taste for those yeah from mum she got it from her mama and and the studio obviously as well yeah so we're almost at the end but the curse of the wizard of oz does have a pretty horrific postscript we're going to talk about clara bandick uh who played aunt m oh aunt m so she lived till 81 which is a good innings However, in 1962, she overdosed on sleeping pills, having tried to suffocate herself with a plastic bag. She was very sick. Uh, like physically ill? She, yeah, she had um, cr- like crippling arthritis. Right. Uh, she so was she alone. Pain. Yep. Uh, and in her suicide note, she announced that she was embarking on the greatest adventure. Hmm. Yeah. So that's the end of... The curse of the uh, the Wizard of Oz. I do have some uh, some stuff to poke some holes in the story. But do you want to take a little bit of a break on that somber note, just to kind of <laughs> uh, have a think about group? it? Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm really in a position to uh, make jokes right now. No, fair enough, fair enough. So like, <laughs> so yeah, so maybe five minutes and a couple of bubby chutes, and I'll be ready to go. All right, sounds good. All right, well, uh, we'll be back in a second, and we're back. We're back. How are you, barbiturates, love? Oh, well, ask me when they kick in. (laughs) Ask me when I manage to go back to 1940 and procure some. (laughs) Um, So this is the part of the show where we uh, offer some counterpoints so that you can weigh the facts versus the fiction and decide whether this is a curse Mm -hmm. or whether it's just a series of horrible coincidences. Before we get to that, you know what I'm going to ask you. Is there a is an there origin, origin story? Not in this one, no. Okay. No, 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 no dark origin story for this one. No. <sighs> I love a good origin story. I know, story. I know, and I know that it's one of your one of your main criteria. Mm. Um, but um, in this very scientific method that yeah. I have of weighing things up. <laughs> of figuring out whether something's actually a curse yeah, or based not. Based purely just on my own thoughts. <laughs> so um, let's let's talk about some counterpoints. So as I mentioned, the hanging munchkin has been widely refuted by people that worked on the production. Uh, as well as Wizard of Oz historians. Fun fact, there are Wizard of Oz historians. Yeah, I had right. no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were watching Kath and Kim the other day, and there was a Kath and Kim historian. <laughs> I, I, don't know what her, I don't know what her qualifications are. Just watching the show. Then that makes you a Kath and Kim historian. Sure does. <laughs> uh, so, although there isn't a consensus of what exactly can be seen, there are reports that it could have been loose rigging. Yep. Uh, it could have been a wayward crane, or even an exotic bird that escaped from the MGM backlot. So apparently MGM used to keep a whole bunch of uh, exotic birds um, on their backlot to use in different productions. Because they're just ticking things off their bad guy bingo list. Yeah, exactly. So drugging teenagers, starving people, beating them, keeping wild animals caged. Yep. It's, it's, It's real... Bond villain energy, isn't it? Mate, it really is. There's some fucked up shit around MGM, <laughs> let me tell you. So, um, it's likely, it's more likely that it's one of those things than a suicidal munchkin hanging themselves on a live production set. Yeah. Um, speaking of the munchkins, some of the stories about their debaucherous behaviour have been dismissed as exaggeration. Yep. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, almost all of the munchkins have come out and said that it's not that the stories are widely exaggerated and sure. that it was maybe a case of a few bad apples rather than the 120 little people that they had on, on the production. Okay, but are we going to take their... 
I mean, of course they're going to come out and say that it wasn't true. Sure, yeah. Um, The claims of assault levied by Judy Garland have been largely largely downplayed, and many think this might have been drug psychosis due to the amount of barbiturates she was taking. Yeah, look, I... I... We believe women. I was going to say, it gives this is giving me real victim blame yeah, and no, gaslighty vibes. I, I think that yeah. it doesn't... And let's not forget that regard, regardless of whether she chose to take those drugs or they were handed to her, she was heavily abused in a yeah. lot of ways. She was also too young to decide what, like, what, whether the, she should be, even if it was her choice. like To take the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. She was in no position to consent to that. No. But what I'm trying to say is that Blaming it on her drug psychosis is problematic even if she chose to take the drugs. Yeah. But compounded by the fact that she did not choose to take those drugs. That's they right. were force fed to her That's from a right. young age. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to believe Judy on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Um look, I'm just giving you all the stuff. Sure. All I'm the ju- stuff I just want to make it very clear what our personal <laughs> position yeah. is because I think that someone with that I think with the the sum total of the huge amounts of abuse that mm. she was experiencing. Uh, what reason does she have to to make something like that up? Yeah, no, very true, very true. Uh, I, I did mention that during you know at least one of the the story where she was talking about the 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 police coming and scooping up the little people <laughs> in the nest. She was on on this this interview of this talk show that she was on. She was clearly inebriated yeah okay so that part may have been exaggerated and also she was an entertainer so she might have been if she was on a talk show she may have been you know that and that was very much her style of humor right yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, she's kind of got that carrie fisher like cheeky kind of liza minnelli yeah which is her daughter yeah that kind of show woman yes yeah and she's from that 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 era of of you know being a celebrity as well um so obviously, a lot of the the curses that I talked about they they were onset accidents, yeah, right. Uh, and there were a lot of them, and that might be enough for you to go. Well, it was a curse production, right? Uh, I think that you can probably chalk a lot of those set accidents up to two main things. And the first one is that most of these effects had never been done before, and they were literally experimenting as they went. Mm. Um, they, you know, the think about it was nineteen. 19- 37, I think the production Nine, started. I think you said. Well, that's when it was released. Oh, but yeah, I think yeah. the production started in 1937. It right. went well over budget. It went, it was delayed. The, the the shoot was troubled from, from day one. They went through like five or six different directors. There's mm-hmm. like... The, the fact that it ever actually saw the light of day is in itself a, a minor miracle. Mm. But they were doing all of these things. And I mean, the, the special effects for the time are amazing. They're absolutely... Mm. But they, they were on the cutting edge. Yeah. Right? Combine that with the fact that there were just none of the labor laws and safety requirements that movie sets have to have in place these days. They yeah. just didn't exist. Or any workplace. Or any workplace. But, I mean, could you imagine putting, I don't know, um, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> on an experimental broomstick uh, and just saying, yeah, it, it should be fine, just go for it. Even though you've already been burnt once on this. like you just So they, they really didn't see... The people as people they saw them as expendable expendable yeah, yeah. exactly um i think that those two things combined really were a recipe for injuries to occur and mm. this production just happened to have a lot I'd of them i'd be interested to know like movies in general and even workplace accidents in general at the time oh. like you know 
blow for blow, pound for pound, if mm. this was kind of on par with what you could expect in any workplace. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really don't know. I know that, you know, these days on movie sets, like, you can only shoot for a certain amount of hours yeah. at any one time. Like, it's that strict. Well, Judy they... Garland, at that age, in a movie set today, would only be, be able to shoot for a certain amount of hours a day and would have to go to school. Yeah, that's right. And I, I don't think she was going to school while she was on the set. Um, I mean, to give you an idea of the types of stuff they were doing on this set and just how expendable they saw the, the cast and, and the crew. The scene where um, they're walking through the, the poppy fields yeah. and the poppies make them go to sleep. Yeah. Do you remember what the good witch does to reverse the effects? Mm, she makes it snow. She makes it snow. Guess what the snow was made out of? Oh, I'm going to guess it was asbestos. Yes, indeed. It was yeah. asbestos. Yeah. yeah. I knew you were yeah. going to say that. And not only was it asbestos, and you might think, oh, it was the 30s. They didn't know. They knew. They knew that it wasn't you know, that it wasn't safe and they did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's the curse and, and some of the reasons why it maybe is just a coincidence. So I am going to hand over to you. Amy, what do you think? Well, usually I'm always, always looking for something mm. to be able to definitively call something a curse. Mm. But from the very first incident that you told me about and just to be fair I have a lot of well, not a lot but I have some context and background around just the general situation through like that watching that Judy movie and just mm. like general things that I've heard over the years I I think this is neither curse nor coincidence okay I don't think that this is a curse production mm. I think these things were always going to happen mm. because this movie was made by a studio headed up by an extremely greedy, mm. extremely callous, extremely uncaring man who saw these actors and these people as commodities to make money. Yeah. So we're kind of hamstrung by the 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 name of our um, I know, of our I know. podcast. I I mean, yes, for in the essence of what we do, coincidence. Sure. But I don't think that any of those things were a coincidence. I think they were an accident waiting to happen. Sure. I yeah. think they were, that whole production was clearly set up to run as cheaply and as effectively as possible at the expense of the people that were on the cast and crew. I don't know if it was to run as cheap as possible. To make a profit. Sure. I think it was just a case of we will, we will get, it, it's, you know what, it, it give, it's giving me vibes of the, the uh, the meeting that Elon Musk apparently uh, called with the uh, with his workers recently, which is um, I we're doing Twitter 2.0. We're redesigning Twitter, and you have to be hardcore, and you have to work ninety hours a week in order to to fit in with the new version of Twitter. Do and we? well, the funny thing is <laughs> that um, he sent this out. This wasn't like sent out by HR. It was uh, it was sent out to his staff on Twitter with a button to say. Yes, I want to be part of the new hardcore Twitter, or no, I don't, and I will subscribe. And I, yeah, and I'll receive three months of severance pay. Apparently, twelve hundred people said, "No, nah, I'm good. We're good. Yeah, we're good." But look, I, I just think that I had a point, and now I've well, what my point was, Twitter well, my my point was that it's it's sort of the same the same energy, right? Which is, I'm going, we're going to get this result, and I don't care if I have to kill everyone that's involved. Yeah. We're going there. It's serving at any cost. That's it. Yeah. And 
clearly human life and people's well-being meant absolutely nothing to this studio. Mm. Um, so, and I think that even for the time, like you said, people, there were there were risks being taken that were unnecessary even yep. for the time. Sure. So look for the the purposes of what we discuss and our whole format coincidence, but yeah, I think that I don't think this is a curse. I think this is a fucking blight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is what this is. And, and I haven't watched um, the Wizard of Oz for for many many years, but I I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch it again with the same, you know. Rose-tinted glasses and yeah. the same whimsy, knowing what I now know. Well, there's a. it's interesting, right? Because Somewhere Over the Rainbow, the original rendition in the movie is like quite a hopeful song. Yeah. And it's like, you know, returning home and all these positive. Mm. And one of the last public performances that Judy Garland did was a broadcast version of that. And, and I don't it's know if haunting. Seen I've it. seen it and it's haunting. It's the same words. Yeah. But it's a completely different yeah. meaning. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because it's kind of reminiscent of the movie, which is on it's all this technicolor and it's beautiful and mm. you know, but there's this real darkness underneath it. Yeah. There's this total subtext. That's it. Yeah. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Did you I mean it's hard to say, did you enjoy this story? Did you how how did you find today's subject that's very interesting but mm. it's incredibly sad it is yeah it's a really sad one i don't know why this one really made me sad in a way that like the hope diamond didn't <laughs> yeah I, I don't know because they're all rich assholes yeah, so yeah. you know i just fuck I don't those know. guys <laughs> i just think there's something so really it's just tragic it's really a tragic, tragic story about that era of yeah. hollywood yeah. and just corporate greed and people refer to it as the golden age of cinema and i'm sure that this isn't the Wizard of Oz isn't alone in its no. share of just abject misery for the people who are involved in, yeah. in making it, you know, and the, the magic of Hollywood as they called it. So, yeah. yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. Sorry to leave you on such a, on such a bummer, but um, that, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. And as always, you know what? This week, stay happy and stay, stay happy. well. Stay happy, yeah. Yeah, don't stay cursed. Don't don't be cursed. Yeah. Just stay happy and stay well. Right. And don't take barbiturates. Bye, everyone.